Hello, and welcome to Jokestrap, the podcast with Wes Hoffman. Here, Wes will talk about various things, including life as a comedian and his love of sports. Hence the name, Jokestrap. There is no set schedule for this podcast, so if you end up liking an episode and want to hear more, just follow it on SoundCloud or subscribe on iTunes, and we'll see you there. For now, enjoy this episode of Jokestrap. Hey everyone, it's me, Wes. Whoa, surprised. Um, it's just like the intro said. It's the podcast with Wes Hoffman. And then here I am. That's weird. Anyway, this is episode 41. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, I'm back a little sooner than usual. It's been less than a week, and here's another episode. I told you there was no schedule. Why don't you believe me? Why don't you believe me? Uh, that brings up a funny story. Uh, so one time, uh, my buddy Sean and I, we were in a Union City uh, on our way back. I think from an A's game in Oakland where we were seeing the Detroit Tigers play the Oakland A's. And uh, we stopped at a In-N-Out Burger in Union City. Uh, but first we needed to get some uh, cash from an ATM. So we went to uh, Chase Bank, which was nearby the In-N-Out there. And uh, we go to the Chase Bank and uh, get out of the car to go to the ATM. And this lady was like, oh, the ATM's broken. And then uh, we're like, okay. <laughs> and like I kept walking to the ATM and then she's like she's like, Well you could try if you want, but it's broken and so I was like, Alright. So I tried and it was broken and then she got all offended. She's like, You don't believe me? Why don't you believe me? She said it like three or four times, like, Why don't you believe me? Um well we were like, You said we could try, so <laughs> we tried and it turns out you're correct, lady. You're not weird after all. Except for the fact that he kept asking us, why don't you believe me? So, yeah, that's that's like one of my top five memories of Union City because there's not much to remember about that city. Um, they have an in and out and they have a lady that asks you, why don't you believe me? Um, anyway, and they have a cool, or they, I don't know if they still do, but they had a coffee shop called Patty's Coffee that I did a show at once. Uh, so maybe there's three of the five things. I don't know what else to put in my top five things of Union City. Anyway, uh, yeah, I did not expect to bring that up in this episode, but hey, what do you know? Um, so yeah, ye- yesterday, today is uh, August 26, uh, 2018, uh, Sunday. Uh, weekend's about come to an end here. But uh, yesterday, uh, Saturday, I went to uh, Santa Cruz um, for a fellow comedian's birthday, uh, well, birthday party, I should say, Um Christina Powell goes by Cree. Um, she had a like a softball game that uh, was put together. Um, and usually, uh, I wouldn't uh, go to this kind of like gathering. Um, I was looking at the the Facebook invite list, and I was like, yeah, I don't know a lot of these people. Um, I mean, there was other comedians that were invited, but you know, I didn't know how many of the other comedians would actually show up. Um, I saw a few of them had replied yes. Uh, local Santa Cruz comedians had replied yes. And I was like, hey, I haven't played softball in a long time. Uh, I'd really like to go play, get some exercise. So uh, I decided, you know, instead of just sitting at home and wallowing myself in self-pity, no, um, instead of doing that, I was like, yeah, I'll just go go to Santa Cruz and play some ball. So ended up going. And, uh, yeah, there was a handful of comedians that were there. Uh, B.J. Rankin was there. Uh, John Reinhardt was there. Uh, DNA, uh, 
who I talked about in my last episode, actually. Uh, DNA was there, um, and uh, Damon Ferguson showed up and played some ball. So there was a handful of us uh, comedians there. Of course, Cree Powell, herself a comedian. So, um, yeah, it ended up uh, being a lot of fun. We had two teams. Uh, <laughs> surprising, right? We had two teams. Uh, her Her boyfriend was captain of one team, and she was the captain of the other team. Um, our team name was Asses, and his team name was Titties. So the Titties played the Asses. And I got to say, the Asses did pretty well. Uh, <laughs> we we scored a lot, and we scored often. Um, we had a rule where it was a max of four runs that could be scored in inning. And I think we, except for maybe one inning, uh, we scored four runs, like, every inning and then uh so yeah we uh we did pretty well for ourselves um yeah it was a lot of fun i uh it it was actually an adventure getting inside the the ball field that we played at we played at a harbor high high school um in santa cruz and uh it was actually gated off. I guess normally it's not gated off, but it is right now. I'm guessing because um, the high school is starting up again soon, and they're trying to prep the field and everything. Uh, usually, high school baseball doesn't start till like January. I don't think. Um, I think it was more they were gating off maybe the football field, which is right next to it. But then, right next to the baseball field, there was another like little field. I guess the softball field, which looked crappy as heck like no work was being done on it at all and that's where we wanted to play um so we ended up uh <laughs> there was like a fence um towards the front uh of the school i guess or this to the side area of the school and uh, there was a little like gap underneath the fence so to get in we all like slid under the fence right underneath where it said no trespassing and we went in and uh, got inside. Uh, some other people went around another way and hopped a fence on another side. Eventually, we all got to the field. Um, apparently, I didn't see it myself, but apparently at one point, there were some cops up on the street like watching down uh, and saw us on the field, but uh, they never kicked us off the field. So, so that was cool. Uh, we still got to play. <laughs> the game went on despite that little scare. Um but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it, I mean, it kind of felt like a we were in our own little like Sandlot world there for a second, <laughs> being the 25th anniversary of the Sandlot movie. It kind of felt like that kind of field. Um, there was a uh, weeds and stuff growing in the infield, uh, in the dirt area, so that gives you an idea of like how well this field was kept up. Um, first ground ball hit to me. I uh, I was playing second base for our team. And first ground ball to me, I fielded it running in, and then I tried to throw it to first, but then my foot got stuck in the in the dirt or whatever it was <laughs> in that area of the weeds. Um, and I, like, threw it wildly to first base. But uh, other than that, uh, I think I fared pretty well. I got on base, I like, on every time I went to bat, um, either with a hit or I think I reached on air once. I hit one right to DNA, and it, like, went in his glove and went out of his glove in the same second. Um, but, but yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was fun to play again. And, uh, then I had the joy of, um, uh, 
trying to uh, get out of the uh, the ball field or the high school area when we were leaving. Um, everyone hopped the fence to leave, and I am no fence hopping expert, so I didn't know what I was doing. And uh, uh, <laughs> I was like the last person trying to hop the fence to get out. And then Sam Weber actually hopped the fence back over like it was no biggie <laughs> to help me get over the fence. And it was bad. I, I'm on top of the fence, and I basically was crushing crushing my uh, my manhood. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, that does not look, that does not look fun. And once I eventually uh, got over the fence for good, I said, uh, well, that's it. I'm not having children because that was not, not, <laughs> not, it was pretty painful. But. Oh, well, it was a lot of fun, though, the game, and uh, of course, I'm glad we won, because that's all that matters. No, not really. Yes, it is. Um, but, but yeah, it was good to be playing again. Uh, made me miss, you know, the days when I was on team sports and stuff like that, so I'm really glad I ended up going, because I was telling Korea, I'm like, I'm more of a introvert kind of guy, and that's usually not my scene, but you know what? I wanted to check it out, so I did, and... I'm glad it ended up going, and who knows, we might have some future games down the line, and I'm sure I'll show up for a few of those. So, um, so yeah, that, that was my uh, yesterday. After the game, we ended up doing a little barbecue thing, and that was fun. Uh, her her boyfriend, Will, uh, cooked us up some food, a lot of food, um, so there's food and drinks, uh, so hung out for a while and talked. It was interesting, the dynamics of the party, how... Uh, the group of the comedians kind of like stayed away from everybody else and we would just like stand there watching everybody and then somebody would come over to talk to us and we're like oh no we're not talking we're just observing that's what we're doing over here um but yeah it was still it was a lot of fun so yeah how was your weekend no um so yeah this week would be pretty busy so i think on tomorrow on tomorrow Tomorrow I'm probably going to be doing an open mic uh, at Woodham's in Santa Clara. And then uh, Tuesday and Wednesday I'm going to baseball games. And Thursday I'm supposed to see a movie. And yeah. So anyway, I'm recording earlier than normal after already doing an episode recently. So if you really need to know the reason, that's why. Uh, so... Let's see, I want to talk about, uh, first I'll touch on the, the Oakland A's again real quick, since that's my team, and it is baseball season, and we will touch on that. So, uh, the Oakland A's recently uh, completed a four-game series, and uh, they took three of four, so they won another series. Uh, this time they beat, <laughs> I can't even remember the team they just played. They just finished playing them today. Who was it? They won 6-2. to two. Oh, yeah, they finished playing the Twins in Minnesota at Target Field. So they lost Thursday, but then won Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And uh, currently they sit one and a half games back um, in the AL West behind the Astros. Uh, the Mariners did lose today, so uh, they gained a game on the Mariners. So uh, that's good for the A's. And, uh, yeah. So, I want to kind of go into, like, who I think should win. Uh, if the season was to end today, who should win, uh, what awards. 
uh, in the majors, the major awards given out, uh, MVP, Rookie of the Year, Cy Young, Manager of the Year, who should win which ones. And uh, so I'll do that now. Um, so for American League MVP, uh, I think this is the one award that probably has the most debate uh, amongst all the awards. I think American League MVP has the, mo- the most debate about who it's going to be. I don't think there's a clear-cut winner right now. Um, th- I hear a lot of people saying Mookie Betts on the Red Sox. Um, I hear a lot of people saying J.D. Martinez on the Red Sox. I hear um, uh, Jose Ramirez on the Indians. Uh, and then, personally, I think it should be Jose Altuve. Um, I think just given recent uh, scenario um, with Jose Altuve going on the disabled list and how the Astros ended up doing without Altuve, uh, they it obviously seemed like they missed him greatly. And then when Altuve came back, it was like, all right, we're going to pick up where we left off. Um, I, I'm going to Altuve got it last year. Um, I think you know Altuve is still good. Um, I think he's a big big asset to the Astros and what they do, and uh, I think he's their their igniter. I think Altuve could easily win the award again. Um, you got Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez both having great years, but also on the same team, so possibly can take votes away from each other. Um, there's some A's fans that are calling for Chris Davis to get credit, some, some credit for being MVP, and uh, I just don't see that happening. Uh, one, because he's the designated hitter, and he's just, average, batting average-wise, he's not as good as these guys, Altuve, Betts, Ramirez. So, but yeah, my pick, if if I had a pick, uh, it would be uh, Jose Altuve um, as of August 26, 2018. Um, for the National League, uh, the only guy I, I can really, s- well, the only guy I guess I can make a case for right now would be uh, Nolan Arenado on the Rockies. Um, I think he's having a great season. Uh, he's like in the top 10 of every offensive category, or actually probably like top five of every offensive category. He's having a great season. It's not just a, uh, he's, he's not just a great hitter at home in Coors Field where the ball carries like crazy because of the altitude. He can hit anywhere. Um, he's also great defensively, so that just adds to it. Um, I think uh, Arenado should win the MVP, especially if the Rockies uh, find their way into the playoffs. I think uh, that'll give them more credibility uh, and more of a shot at actually winning the award. Um, America League Rookie of the Year, uh, it's going to go to a New York Yankee. Uh, I don't know which one. Uh, There's Miguel Andujar or Glaber Torres. One of those guys is going to win the home or going to win the no, going to win the uh, Rookie of the Year award in the American League. Um, Andujar, as of now, has 21 home runs, and Torres has 19. So for rookie-wise, those are those are good offensive numbers. Um, a long, 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 long shot at American League Rookie of the Year um, would be relief pitcher Lou Trevino with the Oakland A's, but that's a real, real long shot. One, because the A's are on the West Coast, so... Uh, with these things, there's always East Coast bias, it seems. Um, but also, Lou, Lou Trevino is a setup man. Um, he's not like the closer, so it, it, he won't get as much uh, recognition, I don't think, for for the award. He might get a few votes, but that's about it. Um, 
National League Rookie of the Year, I don't I don't think there's any doubt who it goes to. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, with, with the Atlanta Braves. He's having a stellar season, putting up stellar numbers. And uh, the Miami Marlins hate him. Uh, <laughs> Acuna Jr. has a great game. And then the Marlins beat him with, like, the first pitch the following day. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'd say Acuna Jr. with the Braves is going to win that without a doubt. Um, American League Cy Young should be interesting. Um, it kind of depends on the health of Chris Sale. Uh, recently put on the disabled list. Um, he he has good numbers though. He's twelve and four with a sub two ERA. Um, but it kind of depends on how many more starts he's going to make this season. I would think uh, if not Chris Sale winning the award, it's probably going to go to Corey Kluber with the Cleveland Indians. Um, he seems to be in the conversation um, to uh, win that Cy Young Award. And then uh, a couple long shots, uh, even though it hasn't happened, I don't think, since like 1992 when a, a relief pitcher won the Cy Young Award. Um, but uh, a couple long shots would be uh, Blake Trinan of the Oakland A's. He's got an ERA currently of .97 and along with 32 saves. Um, or also um, Edwin Diaz of the Seattle Mariners. He's got uh, 50 saves. Um, so he could possibly walk away with the Cy Young Award if he breaks the record, maybe, uh, for saves in a season. But then again, when K-Rod broke the record, he didn't win the Cy Young, so maybe not. Um, for the National League Cy Young, it's looking like it's going to be Max, Max Scherzer, uh, the Washington Nationals, winning that award, uh, despite the Nationals... Uh, what we can call an upsetting season for them, uh, below expectations for them overall. Uh, Scherzer has definitely played to his best ability, and uh, Scherzer and Chris Chris Sale, uh, they were actually the starters for the All-Star game this year. So um, if they both won the Cy Young Awards, it wouldn't really be a surprise. Uh, now with Manager of the Year... Um, I'm not being biased here, but I think uh, the AL Manager of the Year, if the season ended today, should be Bob Melvin with the Oakland A's. Um, uh, they're obviously playing above pretty much everyone's expectations going into the season, and uh, he's done a good job juggling. Uh, they've had many uh, different starting pitchers, and <laughs> a lot of them succeeded. Um, they're they're He's juggling the lineups every day, um, mixing and matching, and doing a good job with it. Um, Alex Cora with the Boston Red Sox, he could possibly come away with it just because the Red Sox are dominating everybody um, pretty much. Uh, they did get swept, though, uh, this weekend for the first time. The Red Sox got swept this season uh, against the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, who are managed by Kevin Cash. Kevin Cash could surprisingly... Uh, win this uh, Manager of the Year award, even though the Rays won't make the playoffs. Uh, the Rays have won eight in a row recently, um, or as of today, I should say, they've won eight in a row. And this is after they've dealt guys away at the trade deadline, um, basically giving up the white flag. But they've been playing better since then. Um, surprisingly, the Rays have like the same record now as the Los Angeles Dodgers do in the National League. Um, so... 
Kevin Cash could be a dark horse um, for the American League Manager of the Year, but I'd still put my money on Bob Melvin winning the award for the second time with the A's and the third time in his career. Um, National League Manager of the Year. Uh, let's see. I think it depends on which of these two teams makes the playoffs. <coughs> but I would say it would either be Bud Black of the Colorado Rockies or Gabe Kapler of the Phillies. Um, I think maybe more towards Gabe Kapler because I don't think anyone expected the Phillies to do as good as they're doing this year. And uh, it's really impressive. So I actually counted Gabe Kapler as I think I predicted he would be the first manager to get fired this year after a bonehead bonehead uh, managing move he made uh, early on in the season. I wasn't giving him much of a chance, but surprisingly, uh, the Phillies have done better, and they're right there in the thick of things in the playoff race. So um, Gabe Kapler, probably I would give him the edge uh, for National League Manager of the Year. Um, but we'll see. There's still a month left to play. Uh, still time for some of these guys to make an impact and uh, change what might happen. Uh, I may not even get any of these predictions right. I think the Rookie of the Year ones are probably going to stick. Obviously, American League Rookie of the Year, um, going into this season, everyone thought it was going to be Shohei Otani uh, with the Angels, the guy that can pitch and hit and do everything, but that just did not pan out because of injuries, to which I have to say I'm not very surprised. I didn't think it... I did not think it would pan out for a whole season. Um, but yeah, am I upset that it did? I don't know. The Angels are in the same division, so I'm not really upset that it didn't pan out. Um, so, yeah, those are my predictions, so we'll see. Still a month left to baseball, and uh, and that's just the regular season. All right, so um, let's see. Today, uh, what happened? Uh, so the, in the news today, uh, uh, Neil Simon, uh, he's a, he was a playwright um, and a screenwriter both. Uh, well, a lot of his plays got adapted. Um, into into movie versions, um, but uh, he passed away at the age of ninety one today, uh, so that's unfortunate. Um, he was a Pulitzer Prize winner. Um, he's got a lot of famous uh, plays. Um, I'm sure people have heard of. Probably most notable, um, I'm thinking, would be The Odd Couple, uh, which was then uh, you know turned into a movie starring Walter Matthau and uh, Jack London. Um, if you haven't seen that movie, it's it's definitely worth a watch. Um, I would uh, suggest that one. Um, I remember in high school, I did a productions of, uh, we had a play called Rumors, and I remember uh, working on that in high school. And uh, it was one of those that we rehearsed and directed. Um, but yeah, he's got a, he, he did a lot of work. Um, and a lot of uh, comedic writing too. So, um, uh, I think his most recent, uh, most recent thing he wrote was in 2003 called the called Rose's Dilemma. That was the last thing he wrote. Um, but yeah, uh, did a lot of work. He was 91 years old, and uh, I don't know. Just felt like mentioning that, and. <laughs> So yeah, um, 
Anyway, I think that's going to be it for this episode of the podcast. Uh, so if you want to uh, check out um, any comedy shows or anything like that, just stay tuned to my whatever. You could go on Facebook, West Wes Hoffman on Facebook or West Joke on Instagram or West Joke on Twitter or West Joke on Snapchat, whatever. If you want to check those out, uh, my website is westhoffman.com. And uh, I will uh, hopefully see you at a show. Uh, come say hi, whatever. If you want to talk sports, that's cool. Um, Got to gear up for the football season, I guess, coming up. Not really too excited about it yet because uh, it's still baseball season, to be honest. Uh, I usually don't get excited for football till about Thanksgiving. But we'll see. Uh, Got to gear up for hockey as well. So um, anyway. Hope you all have a good week, and I will talk to you later if you're listening. (laughs) Bye.